2: Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's episode, we have a news and notes roundup for you all Thanks for joining us live this morning. If you're listening to us on YouTube, download and follow us wherever you get your podcast, and subscribe to us on YouTube so that you never miss out when we go live. If you have questions for us, please leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts with your question, and we will answer it during a mailbag segment. We're back. Had a little bit of a holiday break there. It's good to see you again. How you doing? It they is sound? so good to see you, bud. Uh, well, listen. We're gonna wait for Lisa to get back, y'all, since I'm gonna hop into the chat to see if you all on your end can tell me what the dealio is. Hello. Uh, the the crew just the crew in the chat just told me that you went
0: frozen a little bit, Lisa. Sandra, I just lost Wi-Fi.
2: <laughs> you, listen, listen. The uni- you know what? That's the universe.
0: That's like the beauty
2: of working from home, right? Like that's A, that's the beauty of working from home, but B. That's the universe. The universe is like, you know what? You went on holiday, you should stay on holiday.
0: Don't come back. <laughs> well, I'm back now. I'm back now. I have five bars. Like, that was literally the weirdest thing. It literally just said, like, internet, like, disconnected. Oh, that was shout odd. Out the,
2: shout out to the yeah. chat for letting me know. I was like, oh, let me, like, scoot, scoot, skedaddle on over to the chat and see what the folks are getting on their end. Um, um well-
0: well, I'm glad to be back. Sorry if that happens again. What did again. you
2: do on Thanksgiving that the universe, a.k.a. Wi-Fi, didn't
0: want me or the audience to know I I mean, I did nothing nefarious, I promise you. Honestly, I'm just like streaming a lot of soccer because I don't have cable. So all I do is stream all of the games. And I've been watching the World Cup and the Super League, and there's just been a lot happening. So it's been a lot of streaming. And maybe that's it. The internet was like, I'm done with you and all of your streaming properties. But no, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I'm thankful for you, Sandra. I'm thankful for everyone that listens to us and the people that join us live on YouTube. I'm thankful for Attacking Third. I'm thankful for football. Heck yeah, let's do it. How are you doing?
2: I'm right. I'm right there with you. It was good to um, get to spend some time with family. Um, nice. It, it, this time of year is where it's like, hey, we've all got some similar days off. Let's let's try to make sure that we make them count, kind of thing. So it was cool to 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 celebrate in that sense, where it was just like, hey, we're all in the same room and mm-hmm. same place together. That happens kind of so rarely now, right? Um, but it was very very cool to do that. And of course, you know, pie. You know, big fan of pie. I know, folks. Either like it or they don't. I
0: enjoy pie. Hey. Okay, so what kind of pie are we talking here? Like apple, pumpkin, you got that minced look. meat happening over there. What do you have? I minced mean, meat. We're Mexican, dude. I don't have
2: minced meat pies over <laughs> here, girl. Um, no, I actually, you know what? Uh I'm into pecan pie. Ooh. I'm not actually like, let me get a let me get a slice of that pumpkin or let me get a, you know, I, I don't look, I'm not anti those things. I think apple pie is great, I think pumpkin pie is great, sweet potato is awesome. Um, but I'm into, um, pecan pie, uh, myself personally, so, wow. okay.
0: I yeah. like it. That sounds yeah. delicious. I um, I agree. I'm not really into the pumpkin flavored things at all. I'm a big apple pie gal. I was going to say, if it's not apple, it's
2: not. I think we had this debate when it came around. We were like team apple over team, over team pumpkin. So I shouldn't be too surprised that that dipped into our uh, Thanksgiving palettes as well. Gosh, that's so funny and possibly predictable if you listen to us all <laughs> five. Oh, my goodness. But look. This is uh, maybe really the kickoff for a lot of different holidays for a lot of different. Oh wait, yeah. I'm so
0: sorry. We have a shout out for uh, SD Miller, an apple crisp pie. That's like a game changer when you get like the the sweet crumbling on top. Yeah, okay, good stuff there, SD Miller. I like a crisp
2: too. Yeah, I like it. I dig a good crisp. Yeah, apple crisp pie. I, so that's what the when you have the crumble on top. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I I have big, good energy there. I respect that for sure. Um, uh, hopefully everybody has some. You know. Is, over the leftovers at this point it's it's, you're not through them at this point I think you need to just count your blessings (laughs) and and say goodbye to the leftovers I think if you've got leftovers still from a Thursday they might be pushing you know their limits so I think you need to just say goodbye adios thank you for your time and your service um and hopefully this uh, kicks off Uh, A lot of different uh, holiday celebrations for you, however you celebrate in whichever respective way you celebrate. Enjoy the next following weeks coming up. I know we are because uh, not only are we keeping an eye on holiday calendars, we're also keeping an eye on soccer that's happening uh, globally. And that's kind of what we're going to chat about a little bit on this episode. We're going to, yes, we're doing the news and notes roundup, but some of the roundup that we're doing is some of the cool stuff that's been happening uh, globally, not just uh, within the United States. So, but mm-hmm. to kick things off, we are gonna keep it focused on NWSL to start because there is still free agency happening. We don't have a ton of news here, though, Lisa. There's not. Enough. We thought maybe we'd get some some splashier things once once that deadline hit. And we obviously spoke a little bit about the Kelly O'Hara news from Spirit to Gotham, but who knows? Maybe because of the international window, because of this holiday window, maybe some of those negotiations. Or conversations slowed down a little bit between players and respective
0: clubs. They were, they were too busy eating pie to like make some trades.
2: Listen, <laughs> I can't even I can't even judge them for that. I, I hope it was uh, what was it? Apple, Chris. Apple, Chris. Chris. Yeah. Oh, there <laughs> was one of those. But we got some news, which is pretty pretty cool. So let's talk about that. I think we're going to start and keep it. With Gotham FC because listen this is the team that is delivering the goods they are delivering the news they are the apple the crisp apple pie of the free agency right now they're they're the ones that are dropping and making the moves and like giving us the news to talk about so in the previous episode before we took a little holiday break we We talked about them a lot, how they, um, you know, we had Ashton Harris announce her retirement, uh, Kelly O'Hara making a a public announcement. Now we get another bit of news. Gotham FC has signed goalkeeper Abby Smith to a three-year deal. She's joining the club by way of Portland Thorns FC. And listen, this was one of those signings similar to O'Hara where we say, listen, this is an experienced player. That they're bringing in to a very important position, and while Michelle Betos is another one of those like very experienced mm-hmm. goalkeeper when it comes to NWL keepers in the league, and Handcuff is someone who is growing in the league. I'm looking at Abby Smith, and I am begging Gotham to give her a shot at that starting yeah. position.
0: I honestly, I, I I think she deserves it, right? Because when you look at where Gotham played last year between Bedos and Harris, and and honestly, even when we looked back to last off season, when Racing Louisville let go of Michelle Bedos and then Gotham picked her up, that was shocking to me. I was like, she's in Bedos is a fantastic goalkeeper, and then she went to Gotham where she was, frankly, playing with. Bes- behind Ashlyn Harris. Now, Ashlyn Harris was dealing with a bit of injuries in this last year that she played um, of her professional career. So Betos did see significant time. So now that it's it's really just Betos and Abby Smith with experience there, there's also Handcuff at Gotham. Um, that was a 2022 draft pick, uh, Hensley Handcuff. Um With Abby Smith coming in, this adds depth and it adds a bit of experience. She's a a 29-years-old goalkeeper. She's been in the league for a long time. She's been with Boston Breakers and Utah Royals, so she's been with teams that don't even exist anymore, um, Kansas City, and then with Portland. But she only played in one match last year with Portland um, as the backup goalkeeper in in the 2022 season, behind Bella Bigsby, who had a fantastic season but um, did get that uh, some time away from Thorne. So Smith did get a couple minutes there, but I mean, this is a, a great move for Gotham. Um, this Gotham, right? Like this is the team right now that's actually acquiring a lot of different things. They've gotten Juan Carlos Amoros as their head coach. They've gotten Kelly O'Hara. They had a huge announcement in Ashlyn Harris retiring. Like, so the news cycle has really been focused on Gotham. Um, but the fact that they got this goalkeeper at Abby Smith, I was, I'm very pleased for Abby happy that she's going to New York and Go- Gotham. I'm pleased for Gotham. I think this is a great goalkeeper. But like, there are other teams that I'm like, hey, you guys need goalkeepers. You look at Washington Spirit, they have one goalkeeper listed on their roster. So like, those are the things I'm looking at and thinking about. I mean, constantly, I'm always like, well, why isn't this team talking about this? And then we don't know those conversations or what's happening. But great get for Gotham and Smith. And, and I hope she gets minutes. I hope she gets a yeah. shout. And I think that this off season and preseason could be a competitive race in the goalkeeper position at Gotham between Betos and Abby Smith. Yeah,
2: I'm with you. I think, listen, we hear all about how within this league in American domestic women's football, how, uh, you know, competition is good for the group, you know, Iron makes iron, you know, stronger. We hear, we hear all those, you know, typical kind of metaphors and things like that. But I think signing Smith just sort of bulks up that goalkeeping core. I think this, this is a player, you know, who rest in peace to, to the Boston breakers. But I remember, you know, Abby Smith getting, you know, being the starting goalkeeper for, for Boston breakers and, in, in back in twenty sixteen. Um, and this was in light of you know them losing a pretty prolific goalkeeper and somebody like Alyssa Nayer. So there was a big trade that happened. So it was like who's going to fill that hole? Because for a very, very long time Boston breakers was this kind of team where they would concede goals. They would yeah. struggle on, you know, in, in their defensive shape, you know, it would, it would really, there would be a lot of games that would sort of be turn into goalkeeper games that would turn into a game that was coming to the goalkeeper. And if you were going to be in the post for Boston breakers, you were probably going to face some, some, some shots. So, you know, to sort of see her go from team to team to team. Um, knowing that she has that experience it still hasn't been able to kind of break through and, and kind of regain a, a starting goalkeeper goalkeeping position in this league specifically is both surprising and unsurprising because at this point, look, there's only 12 teams in the league, right? So a, a starting goalkeeper position is very limited and few and far uh, b- between. Um, and there's a lot of great goalkeepers out there. And Abby Smith is, is one of those, one of those keepers. So, I'm hopeful that yeah. the the pool of goalkeepers that are in place for Gotham right now can sort of meld themselves into this kind of like goalkeeper by committee. Like I wouldn't right? be surprised I wouldn't be surprised if if maybe we we see different starts by different goalkeepers. I know that's maybe not something that a coach wants to do. You yeah. want to have stability in that position, but I think in light of a world cup year, I think Gotham has a real opportunity here in which there's going to be good competition for that goalkeeping position and whoever ultimately locks that role up, whoever wins that role coming out of preseason, um, is going to be that starting goalkeeper for for Gotham.
0: Right. I mean, goalkeeping is one of the the trickiest positions in football because obviously it's you're not a field player. Like you are a goalkeeper, it's very um, specific to what you do, and we never see it rotated. It, rarely do we see it rotated, um, especially mid-game. So it, it comes down to preseason. It comes down to your consistency. It comes down to all the little things you're doing. And the fact that Betos has been at Gotham, I think that gives her a little bit of a leg up, but also new head coach coming in. So it, it's almost a clean slate for these goalkeepers to try to battle and win that starting position. Because if if you're the goalkeeper that is not not getting the starting role you're I'm not even going to say number two because so often it's hey they should both be starting at different teams it's just this is what we went with last week and they're really starting to gel well with the defense and they got a shutout last week like let's keep going so it's if you don't break in at the beginning Um, It is incredibly hard to break in and get that because that position isn't just rotated. I mean, like this, this sounds elementary, but like when you look at even a defender, even a center back, they can be subbed in the last 10, 15 minutes of a game and then they get minutes and then they get consistency. With goalkeeping that doesn't happen. And once you start getting game minutes as a goalkeeper, your status is elevated compared to the other goalkeepers, just because you have that experience. It's, it's the toughest position, honestly.
2: No, absolutely. And I think like Smith is a, as a goalkeeper sort of shown like the, the type of routine that she can, you know, can mm-hmm. put together the type of, you know, work ethic that she has. I mean, Her coming passionism. out of, yeah, coming out of, coming out of the, uh, of the breakers, you know, sustaining a, a knee injury and having to rehab, you know, back to form and, and really doing that, you know, and and winning that starting goalkeeper, you know, job for, for 2017. Um, and then sort of rolling that over into Utah roles. That's the other thing too. Like, having been moved around at this point in your career and Mm -hmm. as many different teams as you have been and still like, you know, maintaining that level of professional and maintaining that routine as a pro athlete can be really, really difficult. I mean, you know, like we've heard players, you know, coming out into this season as they finally negotiated their historic CBA, how like some of sometimes navigating your career as a pro in NWSL Was really, really tough, like not just physically, but also mentally. So when you're looking at some of these players and some of, you know, their journeys throughout the league, I think Abby Smith is one of these players that you look at and sort of can walk away in press and saying that, like, listen, she's been with with multiple teams that she's been a starter. She's capable Mm -hmm. of being a starter. She's shown that. But she's also been in areas where she's had to play a supporting role. And being asked to come in and step in off the bench is not an easy thing to do, especially if you're that goalkeeper. And we saw her do that with Portland on their championship run. And now she's going to get a different opportunity um, with Gotham. So I'm excited to see sort of how this pans out uh, for the uh, New York, New Jersey side here. We'll see. It's something we'll keep an eye on for sure. I think as preseason gets closer. Yeah, um, for sure. For sure. We'll get a little bit of like a, a probably a better idea closer closer to right. who's winning that winning that goalkeeping uh, position. But listen, it's not just Gotham, you know. They're making some of the biggest uh, headline type of moves right now, but other clubs are still in the process of of trying to negotiate some of these deals with their free agents who still have ties to their club. For example, with San Diego Wave FC, they. Uh, uh, They and Mackenzie Doniak have agreed to uh, go ahead and uh, exercise an option, uh, and Mackenzie Doniak will be returning with the wave, but they also announced that they've re-signed Kaylee Kurtz to a Mm two-year deal. So, look, we've got another team to talk about here besides Gotham.
0: I know. I like this. It's a lot of, honestly, Gotham is the one that's changing things, but a lot of other clubs have come out with uh, announcements that they're re-signing or they're exercising options. I love the one for Mackenzie Doniak. Um, This is a forward that came in and, and three goals to assist. She was a game changer for the San Diego side coming in and playing off the bench. Uh, so she'll be with San Diego until the 2023 season. And then uh, Kaylee real coming in um, for San Diego for the 2024 season, re-signing that. So that's really great to see. Um, but uh, otherwise, like Ali Watt re-signing with Orlando Pride, C.C. Kaiser staying with Current for a two-year, two-year deal through the 2024 season, Morgan Weaver staying with Portland Thorns through 2024, uh, Yuki Nagasato, Aaron Wright with Chicago um, staying on for a one-year for Nagasato, two-year for Aaron Wright. Um, I think that Sam Coffey is a a big name that a lot of people know. She was Rookie of the Year finalist. She made her way onto the U.S. Women's National Team as a defensive MIDI. The 23-year-old, she was a rookie last year. Um, She has signed a contract extensions with Portland Thorns through the 2025 season. So Portland doesn't want to let that player go. Uh, They know she's going to be a big-time player for club and country. So that was one that I highlighted and circled was was Sam Coffey. Um, But like Sam Hyatt with O.L. Rain staying there. There's just been a lot of re-signs and re-uppings. I think Sam Coffey was one of the bigger ones that that I saw.
2: There's, yeah, there's absolutely been off-season news. I think with the introduction of something like free agency, I think folks were trying to brace themselves or a potentially kind of like, you know, breaking news, kind of like really first of its kind type of groundbreaking era in NWSL. And that just kind of hasn't quite happen yet we'll just Mm -hmm. say yet Uh, but there has been like you said a lot of other kind of you know options that are being extended to players and those players obviously taking a look at those options and seeing if that's the best one for them and uh, I think probably Sam Coffey is probably that biggest one I think after after that breakout rookie season if you're if you're Portland Thorns you absolutely are trying to make sure that you're still building and growing with this young player so that was very very cool to see but we're keeping an eye on everything as usual and hopefully the next time we get together and maybe try to take a a closer look at free agency we'll have some different and additional news to talk about with everyone on the show but for now we're going to pivot to more news and more notes but we're going to take a little trip across the globe to talk about some different things that have been happening in the world of women's soccer and we're going to do that right after a quick break
3: did you know that while over 60 percent of americans dream of starting their own business less than 20 percent of them take the first step the reason building a business is tough taylor brands is simplifying the business journey from launching and managing And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
2: all of the soccer, and we're gonna do it right now. We wanted to revisit some things just in case you might have missed it. Uh, the Liga MX Feminial Championship took place a couple weeks ago, and with all the uh, you know, chaotic things happening across the world in terms of the news that we always try to keep up with, it's something that got uh pushed back and that we weren't able to get a lot of time to discuss. So, we actually wanted to bring it up on the News and Notes episode to give it a little love uh, because I really enjoy watching Liga MX Feminil. And listen, maybe this isn't breaking news to you all out there (laughs) because Tigres Feminil won their fifth championship title. And you like it. I love it. Um, This is a franchise that has just been constantly in the conversation in terms of like a winning culture um really since they've, you know, began Liga Mexicano back in, you know, 2016, 2017. So to sort of see this club rack up five titles is very, it's very, very big deal because at this point in the history of Liga MX Feminil. For people who don't know, see, there's it's a year-long season broken up into two parts. So at this point, there's a potential 10 titles that were out there for grabs. And Tigres Feminil has five of them now. So I think for me, what was really exciting about this particular title for Tigres Feminil is, as Liga MX Feminil has grown in various ways, You know, we're talking about a league that got founded specifically to cultivate and be a place for for Mexican players and to sort of grow and nurture and develop Mexican players it's evolved in these m- more recent years so where you can now have more older players on the pitch you can have foreign born players on the pitch where at one point that was not the case yep. and i am delighted by that because within this championship title run for Thetis Feminil we got to see me official really step it up really throughout the entire postseason. For, for this team. And she is walking away uh, a champion of, of Liga MX Feminil. And as the Golden Boot winner, it was delightful to, yeah. to watch.
0: It, it was really, I mean... This league is really fun to watch. Um, and it's it's no surprise that Tigres grace won as they are the, a powerhouse in this league. But I think watching me official was actually incredibly entertaining because this is a player that uh, graduated from UCLA, got drafted in the NWSL draft and and chose to decline that and go to Mexico to play and and to then just have a breakout season there in Mexico, um, and really proving that. Uh, the best players in the world get to choose where they want to go and choose where they they want to play. And, and for that, I'm really happy that she got to do that because she ends up winning a championship um, in Liga MX Femenil. But I think that something else really cool about this championship, Sandra, that this women's match – uh, had more in attendance than the men's match in Mexico. I, it was 52,654 fans in attendance at this final. Um, for the men's, they only had 48,000. So this is also huge, right? Like we talk about global, growing the global game and even growing this league in Mexico and, and players being drafted in the NWSL and going to play in Mexico and doing that, but it's growing with the fans as well. Um, and that's something that's, it's fantastic. It gives me chills because this is how it should be. The game is better when women play it because it's just different and I like it. Oh gosh, it gets me fired up.
2: No, I love like listening to you, like post up the attendance numbers, um, it's very special. You know, I think like that's mm-hmm. that's been like that's something I think that that's really been a focal point in, in 2022. I think, you know, professional sports in, in general kind of coming off of the last couple of years or so in which we've had to navigate some real, real highs and some real, real lows of a, of a global pandemic. And we've we've seen these stadiums with nobody in them. You know, at at one point and then to be where we are now in 2022, it's just incredibly special because it's we've we've, we're able to go across the globe and sort of point at various events, various tournaments and say, look at this number here. Look at this number there. Look at the attendance at this match or look at the attendance at that game. And it's been everywhere. So we could say that it's been, you know, NWSL was was talking a lot about those numbers, right? Hitting the, the million uh, attendance mark, you know, throughout 2022 where a, a million people across different NWSL markets said, hey, we want to go through those turnstiles and go to games. That was something that we were celebrating during the NWSL championship. Oh. And then, you know, we're looking at games. um, You know, whether it was for the Euros or or whether it was, you know, just the the Liga MX Feminineal Championship that you were talking about, that there's all these different really, really massive numbers um, that we can kind of point to and say this was something very, very special um, that was accomplished in 2022. And I think there's like this, you're always going to have your, you know, your peanut gallery you know the, the people who are like why are you like who cares about like the numbers and why you keep pushing that you know and to that i say like you know keep your sour puss over there you mm-hmm. know <laughs> we're trying to grow something cool you know over here and, and talk about and, and talk about that um but it just yeah in, incredibly incredibly special so it's and it's just like including in those numbers it's not just like the fans that are like you know buying the ticket and going into the seat going to their seat but that's that's very very important right you know that's really where you want to see people you want to see them in the stands but this is one of the matches that was one of the most watched finals in just the history of North America alone so like there's two legs to a liga MX championship final so you have to not just try to win once but but twice kind of in, in a way and nearly three million people watched like yep. virtually depending on the type of stream they were watching on so whether it was on like channels in mexico or you know different impressions on on facebook because they is very good about putting their games on on facebook they wrecked yeah like 2.8 million in terms of total views, like just on various streams. So it's very, it was very exciting to see all of those numbers drop. I love that you brought them, you know, uh, up now in in regards to this game. Um, And that in itself, like almost feels like a different kind of victory. Like, yes, like Dignes Femme Neil like went out there and they did the thing, right? They, they won the championship, but this is like one of those things where, um, that can be something that is celebrated uh by everyone. So I I you like it, I love it. Um we'll see what happens uh with a Tigre a Tigre Feminil in the upcoming season. Again, everybody's taking the, their their holiday break, so uh the the will probably start soon. Um and we will probably keep an eye on that. And we'll we'll obviously keep an eye on Mia official as well, right? We always want to see what what she's up to. But uh, let's pivot. Let's uh, take a another trip uh, to, to England. Let's go from Mexico to England. Let's talk a little bit about women's Super League. Unfortunately, we've got some injuries to chat about um, when it comes to Super League. Uh, probably most recently we have Pritano Harder with a hamstring injury that she's uh, been been nursing, Chelsea midfielder. We're going to have to keep an eye on that. I think there's this – we've been talking about it a lot, Lisa. There's a window of time right now mm-hmm. that's, that's still – lengthy, but still very short. It's eight months out to the world cup. Um, and there are players who, you know, we're going to keep an eye on. And when injury news is coming down the pipeline, depending on the severity of that injury kind of hold your breath a little bit. So I think with a, a nagging injury, like a, like a hamstring, those are always so tricky because they can kind of be really tight or be really great. You're right. You know, in, in the following week. So that's something that we we'll have to keep about, but Hamstring injury is maybe different from an ACL injury, and we got news of a, a pretty big ACL injury fairly recently as well.
0: Yeah, super, honestly, sad. I'm going to say sad. Beth Mead, um, Arsenal forward, English international forward. She was the runner-up in the Bolon d'Or uh, in 2022. She has torn her ACL. And, and Sandra, when you talk about the window of opportunity here before the World Cup, it's uh, this is this is a player that not just england but i think the world is looking at in beth mead because the fact that she tore her acl right you you have to determine when she can get surgery when she can get back and and look at that timeline and with 8 months to the world cup that is it, it's a really tight window it the question of she, if beth mead will be able to play for england in the world cup is a huge Question mark right now. Um, it's it's devastating to see this from a player. Um, when you look at Arsenal, their entire roster now is is depleted uh, due to injuries, and it's affecting them a bit, right, mm-hmm. in their play and what they're able to do. But this was just honestly the cherry on top of all of those injuries with Beth Mead. I I feel. Uh, just gutted for her because it, it's so it's so rough it's devastating I want no one to ever tear their ACL especially a player like this it's coming off of a great summer with England um that's it's playing with Arsenal going to do great things in the Champions League and the super league and and is looking ahead to a World Cup it's devastating yeah.
2: and I was gonna say and then like definitely not this close to a World Cup it's such a it's such a curious window right to have a, a player of this caliber who means so much to not just her club team in Arsenal, but obviously England as well and the run that they went on. But the type of injury that it is with an ACL and the window of, of eight months in front of you, it's such a curious time because it's like there's such a big question mark around it. It's like, you know, will she or won't she kind of thing. And I think for now, you know, has a, about as best of, of a perspective on it as, as mm-hmm. she can. Just saying like, hey, that she's thankful for all of the best wishes and she is going to focus on her rehab for this ACL. Uh, And I think if you're, obviously, if you're a pro athlete and if there's a chance you're going to try to take yeah. that chance. Um, but it all—it will all,
0: again, it all depends
2: on everybody's it, body is different, you know? Right, right.
0: And and, and it's a day-by-day thing. that You can only take it day-by-day, post-surgery, like how you're feeling, how your body's feeling, how your PT's doing. I mean, yep. just, I'm so gutted for her, uh, for Beth Mead, for England, for English fans, um, for, like, I, I'm sad. I love watching this player play. But, yeah, it's, it's a day-by-day thing. I'm not saying anything yet. We'll see in five months, six months where she's at in her recovery.
2: Absolutely. Uh, it's uh, Arsenal has dropped a game, you know, in light of sort of all the, the different things that have been happening, you know, with, with, with their roster. Um, let's talk a little bit uh, about uh, the standings because we had uh, Women's Super League kick off and you can of course just a reminder for everyone in case you don't know there are some games that you can watch across various platforms like Paramount Plus or CBS Sports and uh I know this week coming up there is uh, one game on Sunday but at this point in the season everyone has played at least 6 matches mm-hmm. it's it's a little up and down some have played 8 some have played 7 but there have been at least six matches played Tottenham, one of these teams, the only team I believe right now with only six games uh, in their season to date. But part of that is due to the fact that they were supposed to have a game against Everton and it got postponed.
0: Yeah, that was a couple weeks ago, that game postponed for Tottenham. But otherwise, like looking across the board in terms of standing wise, like Chelsea still at the top, they, they've only... Uh, they've been undefeated since that opening match loss. Um, So they're 7-1 in the Super League. It's it's not at all surprising, right? We, we talked about this. The, the disparity in the Women's Super League is that there are top teams and then there are bottom table teams, and it, it kind of stays that way. It's those middle teams that are a little bit more interesting, I think, to watch because you never know what's going to happen with them. Tottenham being one of those teams, right, sitting right in the middle of the table at this point at seven, but they've only played six matches, Um we touched on Arsenal a little bit with, of course, Beth Mead now being injured, but uh, they're coming off their first loss of the season to Manchester United. And that was a high scoring game. If you're, if, if soccer fans right now, the only domestic soccer league happening is the Women's Super League. Go watch it because everyone's watching the World Cup as you should be, but cheering for USA. Let's go. But, but, <laughs> If you're looking for other games to watch, you should be watching the Super League because it's on right now. We've had three incredible weeks during this World Cup run of, of football to watch. And Arsenal, this match, Arsenal against Man United was a really good game. It was United 1-0 um, at halftime at this point. And Arsenal was, was up there. They were doing it. Uh, they ended up getting another goal early 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 like first couple seconds of the second half and then the late game winner from russo um at the end of the match for manchester united and that's how arsenal ends up taking their first loss but man united like they they're coming off chelsea 3-1 like there's a lot happening there for this manchester united team and those are chelsea arsenal manchester united the top three teams in this uh super league and, and they are incredibly exciting to watch I like that it's still sort
2: of that, you know, still kind of that like early phase of the season. It's it's a long season, y'all. Like this is going to it's going to go it's going to run through 2023. Um, but I like that there's still these early phases where it's, there's some there is some level of unpredictability. Uh, unpredictability within some of these games and just to sort of rattle off the the standings so folks sort of know who is is landing where yes it is chelsea on top of the standings at number 1 arsenal in second place, Manchester United in third, and Manchester City in fourth place. In fifth place is Ashton Villa, six West Ham, seven Tottenham, eight is Everton, nine is Brighton and Hove Albion, and we've got number ten with Liverpool, eleven Reading, and uh, twelve is Leicester City. So. When, it's funny when you look at these standings and you also take a look at their records as well, because you see yeah. the, the, the wave of green sort of transformed to the wave of, of red in terms of, of of wins and losses. But like I said, it's still sort of that early, the early phase, early stretches of the season. Maybe, you know, maybe there will be a team. You know, like in in Estavilla that can can go on a run. They have sort of turned the tide a little bit, sort of after having kind of a three game skit kind of find themselves now. On a, on a two game streak, so it's something it's something to, to keep an eye. on. I think once you kind of start when you approach those like double digit kind of games, I'm curious I'm going to be curious to see where some of these teams are at once they've kind of hit maybe yeah. twelve matches, you know, versus you know six <laughs> for 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 some of them uh, uh, moving on. But I'm also taking a look at who's you know kind of impressive in the stats category. Listen, I love Concacaf supremacy. I'm here for it. We got a shout out, Khadija Bunny Shaw, yes. With his goals with Manchester United so far. I want to continue to see uh, all of that goal scoring supremacy for her. Uh, hope that she can uh, m- maintain that for, for Man City and they continue to make a run. Um, not necessarily CONCACAF times, but someone who did play in NWL for a very, very long time. Rachel Daly also with eight goals as well. So I think it's kind of cool that these two players are kind of um, ch- getting an early start and chasing after that golden and boo in the women's super league not a ton of action coming up uh this weekend though there is going to be one game that takes place on sunday december the 4th on paramount plus so that is the game that you can watch on paramount plus this weekend make sure you tune in bright and early at 7 30 eastern so get your favorite morning brew and <laughs> Turn on Paramount Plus and take a look at Ready for Tottenham. Listen, Tottenham has had some some time off. You wanna make a pick in this one, Lisa?
0: Yeah, um, I, I like th- I like this match. Honestly, I, I said it a little bit earlier when we started talking about that. This and the the Super League, the middle of the table is incredibly fun to watch. Yeah, an, an Arsenal Man United game is going to be entertaining and exciting, but watch these middle of the table games like this one for Tottenham versus Reading. Um, Reading on a bit of a skid. They did get their one and only win about four matches ago, but since then, two losses. And a tie they're struggling at this point Tottenham they've been pretty hot and cold this year and and they've played the least amount of games in the Super League up until this point we talked about it only six matches played and they're coming off of a loss I think they're going to get back on the win column against Reading um, take their three and three record of 500 and up that a little bit so they go four wins three losses but yeah I have hot Spurs in this one Sandra what about you
2: I'm with you. I think it'll be a fun and eventful game, though. I think, you know, Reading is is one of those kind of sleeper teams that can kind of surprise you. We saw that they can score some goals. There was only one game that took place on November the 24th, and it was a 3-3 shootout with uh, Reading versus Liverpool. So we'll see if they can kind of keep up that type of production against Tottenham. I don't know if they if they will, I think Tottenham has a little bit of a better defensive shape, uh, you know. Is, and I'm gonna go with, the, with with Spurs as well. So uh, come on, you Spurs! Let's see if you can uh, prove us right in our in our pick here. Make sure you again, make sure you tune in on Paramount Plus on December fourth for that one. To close things out, let's uh, chat a little bit about uh, Women's Champions League match day three, Chelsea and Barcelona, two teams to advance, best records three and zero right now, but there are still. Six teams who are undefeated.
0: Yeah, love to see that. Love to talk about that um, because undefeated teams, of course, Chelsea and Barcelona, uh, they have best records in Champions League, three and zero at this point. And then Wolfsburg, Roma, Juventus, and Arsenal are also teams that are undefeated. Um, but it, the. I mean, Champions League has been also incredibly entertaining. We're now at at week three, right? So there's not much left to play. There's a lot on the lines for these teams. And the fact that Barcelona and Chelsea are are still undefeated in this one is actually incredibly impressive, especially when you look at the last match Barcelona just played. It was at Camp Nou against Bayern Munich, and it was a dominant, dominant win for Barcelona, 3-0 over Bayern. So, I mean... This is fun. Like, I'm just loving watching this, the different styles of play that we're getting to see. Um, Wolfsburg, they also just dropped their very first point of the year um, because they are one in their domestic league. They're, they're number one in the Fraulein Bundesliga, um, but 8-0 in their domestic league. They're now unbeaten in 19 games still. They're, they're coming off of a draw, Wolfsburg. They're still one of the undefeated teams. So this is another... Team, that's keep your eye on. Keep them circled, right? Like the Barcelona, the Chelsea. But I, I'm very intrigued to keep watching Wolfsburg, especially in the Champions League. We'll keep an
2: eye on that because next week is when more of these games will pop up, so make sure you're tuning in. Uh, on Wednesday, December 7th and Thursday, December 8th. It's going to be a continuation of the group stage. We're going to get to see more of these teams go head-to-head and probably start to get a little bit of a better picture, uh, more than we already do in terms of some of these actual groups.
0: Yeah, even PSG, right? Paris getting their very first win this this past weekend. Um, It's about time for them. (laughs) That's what I'm going to say. 5-0. They get a very, very commanding win, but their first in the Champions League. So uh, plenty to watch for, plenty to play for. So stay tuned in on Champions League for sure. I love it. You like it. I love it.
2: That's all we got for you all today. Thank you all so much for joining us this morning and listening to Attacking Third. Download, follow, and listen to us anywhere you get your podcast, You can watch us too. Subscribe on YouTube to get alerts for whenever we go live at youtube.com slash attacking third. Reminder that if you have questions for us, whether it's about free agency, a wishlist team, NWSL, anything across the globe, go ahead and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. With your question, and we'll answer it during a mailbag segment. We will be back with so much more for Sandra and Lisa Roman.
3: This was Sandra.